Hello, my name is Amber Skiles, and you're listening to Trash Talk with Amber. Today, I'm joined again uh, with Tarver Peterson. Welcome back, Tarver. Thank you. It's good to be back. We are at the Tap Snap Studios, and I also have another guest, Tyler Horn. Hello. Hey there. Thanks for having me. All right. So I'm talking with my boys today. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about some green initiatives that uh, we have either been a part of or have seen. And Tyler, you have you work for Cox Communications, and you have implemented or participated in a quite a bit of green initiatives that I didn't actually know existed. So we're going to jump right into it and we're going to talk about that. Um, ooh, before I get the, before I forget though, I got to go on a little rant because everyone has been asking me dumpster kitty has been adopted. Nice. I just need ooh. to throw that out there. She got adopted by a sweet older lady named Betty Jo, and they are living the life. So Dumpster Kitty is safe and sound, and I miss her so much. What was her final name? Because I don't think... Polly. Okay. For polystyrene. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So not styrofoam or... or, or which Dumpster I, Kitty. I mean, it, it is Dumpster dump, Dumpster Kitty, but yeah. Polly is, is I think, what officially is going on the record. Um, so, Tyler, let's talk about some green initiatives. Tell us a little bit about your job, and we'll go from there. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I'm going to try to break it out because I could end up just, like, talking right through it. But um, So, I do work for Cox Communications, you mentioned, and, um, you know, you would lo know us locally as, like, an internet provider and cable provider, but uh, as it turns out, uh, the folks who run the company are, you know, environmentalists in a, in a sense themselves and, and, and divert a good amount of the company's uh, resources back into, uh, you know, internal green initiatives and, and, and ways that we can kind of uh, uphold corporate responsibility, if you will. Now, what that looks like is most recently, um, like so last year, we redid all of our packaging that people that oh, do self-installs nice. on like modems, they get their, uh, you know, their 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 modem sent to their house and that packaging went from being like white, glossy, heavy, you know, what you'd think of. And we just brought it right back down to, to, to brown paper, right? Like, okay. oh, like a cardboard, mm -hmm. like straight up cardboard box. Yeah, exactly. Amber. Nice. And, um, you know, I don't have it right in front of me. I have images and stuff, but I mean, it was a, it was a massive reduction and, and, and then of what was left over, it's all recyclable. Right. So instead so of, they don't use, do they use like styrofoam? Oh. No, it's all paper. It's all pa it's full paper oh, packaging at this point. So better. yeah, so the big so boxes good. that we ship out are all you know. That's like the main, you know, one of the main consumer facing wastes mm -hmm. quote waste that we were sending out to people. Yeah, and packaging so, is a is a huge part of the waste stream, as probably everyone now ha who is living a life and goes on Amazon and orders things. Like packaging is a big deal. Like, yeah, it's every like, and you can't you know uh, most of that's going to be styrofoam. Uh, I think styrofoam takes about, oh, I want to, I'm going to mess this up guys. Like, give me a second. I got to think about this. It's something like it's only 2% of uh, the landfill space by weight, but it's like 32% by volume. Oh, That's wow. a lot. <laughs> so it takes up a lot of space. Oh, uh, uh-huh. And, and this is yeah. styrofoam you're talking about, right? Yes. So yes. I'm so thinking like with Amazon, you know, shipping, right? Um, Things come in boxes, okay, mm -hmm. cardboard boxes we can work with, we right? Can we can but, recycle but that. Those, um, the the, the air-filled plastics, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, those things are just on giant rolls. It pump, fill air, pump, pump, pump. Mm -hmm. I mean, how much of that? And that's got to be all 
you know, low density, right? Oh, and mm-hmm. also, so like those bubble wrap mailers, you mm-hmm. know, I, a lot of people, I mean, they're good. Bubble wrap, yeah. like it protects like whatever little item and they're good for shipping small items and stuff. Like but magic those, cards that I've been ordering a lot of. Dude, you play magic? Yeah. Oh, I just started. Like, I just, somebody is teaching me how to play, and I love it. And it's so complicated. Are you playing at Comics Plus? No. um, I'm going to start playing at the Modern Game at uh, Primetime on Tuesdays and Heroes and Villains on Fridays, I think. I'll probably cycle between those two games. Because I've... Yeah, this has nothing to do with recycling, <laughs> yeah, but like tra- I, 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 and there's I, also you know. no trash like created by playing those games. Like other like well, like, the, the booster packs, and I guess well, oh, well, I was oh. my my whole thing was um, you were talking about the like small bubble wrap, and I was like, the, I the well, I've been ordering particular cards because I'm trying to play a a pretty oh, like expensive a version of the game. So I I slowly have been putting it together over about two years now, and I've I've finally got the deck that I want to play with and. A lot of those cards I order individually, they come in particular packaging. So that was like my whole okay. segue into Magic <laughs> the Gathering. So good. So you're just just question: Are uh-huh. you is are these like individual cards? Yeah, are? a lot of individual cards. And I'm also like, yeah, it's a lot of trash. <laughs> you know, because I'm getting like if they're in those mailers that those. Uh, what I'm trying to say is those are not recyclable. Like it's plastic, right. and paper, yeah. uh, and just blah, yeah, they recycle. come in a lot of stuff. So I it's see like them all the time in the paper bin. Can't yeah. recycle them. They come in like a penny sleeve, in the hard sleeve, and then bubble wrapped. Yeah, they could probably just slap a forever stamp on that the that sleeve, the, yeah. the second sleeve you mentioned. It'd be good, but yeah. I, yeah, of course. So there's a lot of a lot of trash that comes for each of these cards, and I've ordered. You know, how a much lot is of a de- how many cards are in sixty? Oh, okay, yeah, that's fifteen sideboards, seventy-five cards in total. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, but so anyway, uh, talking so Cox Communications changing their packaging. That's a that's a pretty big thing. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I'm just thinking and, and kind of, you know, saying this live right now. You know, I do have images of that, like a comparative side-by-side of what it was versus what it what it is now. Like, in that vision, I would love to share that if you ever wanted to put that out on the uh, social webs for your audience. And you know? I do need to work on my social media. I'm really, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I'm also sorry about the delay in this episode, too. Just, you know, life happens and it sucks. But uh, I do want... I'm, I'm going to, I'm committed to this. So y'all are going to hear me whether you like it or not. I mean, if you listen, <laughs> that's like a threat. <laughs> it's like, I, I'm, I dare I'm, you to listen to me, man. I, I I'm going to put this out no matter if you want me to or not, but it's more like you to. no that's matter if listening. I have an audience or oh, not. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it is I've been doing that for a long time. <laughs> the universe. Yeah. Just talking to a microphone, you put it out in the universe. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And so you call you call you culminate like what what it is you want. And so I'm yeah yeah guys I'm culminating this. Um, so sorry again sorry about the delay. And I am working on getting better at the social media posts and stuff. And so Tyler, we should uh, definitely post just those packagings because something as simple as looking at at that like you know you're looking at your your trash like you're looking at the trash that cox communications has it it generates right and we're putting that in the hands of consumers and asking them to do something with it and to give them the ability to 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 recycle it i mean that's that's good for us and then internally because i mean we still go through paper and stuff right like in the Mm -hmm. office and that's a perfect segue into something else i can kind of add that really blossoms out is um I'm part of what we call, so there's Cox Conserves as the overall initiative, you know, just, Cox you know, Conserves. carbon okay. footprint, you know, waste reduction, waste, waste diversion. 
and we have different kind of pillars, what you think of as committees. And the one that I'm engaged in engaged is the employee engagement pillar. So mm-hmm. like I'm trying to think of ways actively to get our employees to recycle more, mm-hmm. um, both at home and in the office. And during COVID, you know, when we've been down just across the Southeast region, we've redone, you know, with our partners, redone the inside. So every trash bin is a, you know, waste, uh, and then recycling one, recycling two. I think it's like like papers and and plastic or whatever. So you have a trash bin and a recycling bin, like, right next to each other? Right next to each other, so it's super convenient. That way, if you've got different things and and one's recyclable and one's not, you can just do it all in one place. And we're eliminating, uh, I'm pretty sure we're eliminating small trash bins at individual desks. Oh, okay. You know, just because it's less bags. Something so simple, so simple. And I like... Uh, and something I want to call attention to right there is having a trash can right next to your recycling bin. Mm-hmm. And it, believe it or not, I mean, that is so important because, uh, I, I mean, I, I've talked with people about this, like just you having to walk five steps to go and put it over there to the yeah. recycling bin. People don't do that. I mean, s- sometimes you, you'll still see like recyclables uh, in the trash, like right next to the recycle bin, but whatever. But it definitely makes a huge difference just having it right next to each other. So that's a simple way you can look at trash or if you're walking around the supermarket or whatever, like look at their, look at their trash bins, look at where their recycling bins are. Like, are they together or are they separate? I know I look at that all the time. It's easier when they're together. I mean, right? Completely. Always. Yeah. You know, like especially if, if you label them clearly and give me mm-hmm. options and you're like, Put the, I mean, with pictures, even you guys uh, like labeling is humongo. Yeah, and Coca Cola has done a really great job on like, on like the shape. Like they have those uh, the recycling bins, which are are the shape of the 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 bottles. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys seen that? Yeah, they're kind of big and like. Like, I know in Atlanta, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's, like, home of Coca, but, uh, you know, Zoo Atlanta and, like, the aquarium, they're, they're like, this is the shape of a plastic Coca-Cola bottle. Right. This is all we want in here. And of course, I look in there because I'm <laughs> and there'll be other things occasionally because people need to put their trash. But for the most part, like, they get us just by having that small little emblem and design, they have a, a pretty clean waste stream or recycling stream, I should say. Just from, yeah, labeling. Just have, yeah, just from labeling, just having a, a clear, like, this is what you should put in there. I like to hear that. And sometimes it's not so clear. So, Cox Communications and Green. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a good thing, conserves. right? And so the whole, my thinking, like where I'm at, just as an individual, you know, and, and, and we're all in this together, right? That's the mm-hmm. line, but you know, how can we make it easier for people? How can we make it more accessible? And, you know, and like as a Macon Bid resident, and I know, Amber, we've kind of had some pre-discussion around this, like confusion and maybe lack of knowledge around like what your options are for your recycling, you know, things like that. And so I don't think my boss is going to, you know, don't get mad at me, but the idea that I'm going to be pushing at least for Macon here Mm -hmm. is, I mean, we have that huge campus down on uh, Hawkinsville Road and it's like, why can't like for our employees at least like, Hey, let's just have this as a drop off. Like if you don't really have, if you don't feel like you have a good system at home, you can drop your papers and plastics here with our bins and just load, we'll load them up for you. You know? Yeah. So I'm trying to push something like that. So that would be, be, that would open availability and you, it's not like you're inviting the public either. So you can control that. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty important. Imagine if more, employers right we're talking about my my employer specifically but i mean you could apply those kinds of models the things we're talking about to the school system you know geico small local scales like that's kind of how that's kind of how like the 
I want to call it like a composting revolution. And I'm so happy that I can, I've kind of made that a thing now. Um, so if you all, I've talked about composting in some episodes and things, but if you're really interested in that, go to a website called sharewaste.com or Google it, what have you. They're on, they have a huge social media presence and I'm, but they're also super, they've started super, small scale and like I literally just messaged someone asking a question and I got a response back from like the one of the heads of of that share waste community now and so I'm going to add my address onto that share waste uh, community site to allow my neighbors to essentially bring their compost to me once I get it all set up I still got still got a lot of work to do so much work to do at my house and on my compost and and everything but I I really like those ideas and that I didn't even know that Cox community. I thought Cox was like a, just a big company, but it, and I mean, it is it's a family big company. run, isn't it? It is still yeah. So run. he yeah. said Good private, private mm-hmm. owned a family. That's, yeah, and they're and, trying and to do something. And I think that's where we get, honestly, I'll be kind of frank and we got, I want to be easy, but that's where we get some of the flexibility, you know, mm. to, to make moves like we do because we're not, you know, answering the stockholders. I mean, there is a, a family, you know, that that's in charge and I've, in meetings with you know like Alex Taylor is our I believe our CEO and you know I would call him an environmentalist you know from the conversations I've had and the investments I mean they're shelling out dollars like big dollar amounts planting mm-hmm. trees to really offset the shipping and the the driving that we do for everything and it's just I mean you know I really but it, it makes you know it makes me feel proud to know that like my company is who does produce so much more potential waste than me as an individual is mindful of that you know and I and I love that model for uh, for the, for larger companies, but but yeah, family owned, and it is large. We're national, heck, we're international when you get to the enterprise scale. But okay. it's made up of regions and then a local market. It's and made out is, of real people. Yeah, and then individuals <laughs> on the ground level, you know. So. And I like too that it, so something as simple as changing your packaging, that right there calls attention to manufacturers' responsibility, mm-hmm. and then the, also the expectation of the public doing something with it so there's got to be both like you can't just have the the public can't be the answer of dealing with trash like that can't be this we have to look at it on both fronts the manufacturer's front like whoever is producing that trash and then the consumer and ultimately the end point of that so how do you make things easier for your consumers to deal with their trash i was uh i was reading an article and I keep, I feel like I keep saying National Geographic. I, guys, I love National Geographic. Uh, so if there's anything about trash, I'm going to find it. Um, and there, uh, there was some business guy who was really involved, like with trash and stuff. Like the episode or the article talked about, like he was wearing biodegradable pants, which was interesting to it's me. Even, yeah. What, what, what do those even look like? Uh, I don't know. Uh, pants. They look like, they look like pants. pants, like just straight up blue jeans. But, um, there is an episode that I want to get into about disposable fashion. And so d- fashion and waste by clothing is a huge thing. Like, I don't, I, I'm going to start peeking into it, but like, that's one of used clothing is one of the largest, uh, exports of the United States. Really? It, yes. <laughs> and it, that's by weight and by volume. Uh, there, I was, um, maybe it was the same article. I don't know. I'll, I'll whatever. But there was a, something about like, so most of our used clothing gets actually sent to, to India where yeah. they turn it into new textiles. They don't turn it into like new clothings or anything. And 
something that was said like with new workers anytime there's a new worker there that has to be trained they're like where do all these clothes come from like there's just so much and so there one of the sayings was that there was a water shortage in the united states and so rather than washing our clothes (laughs) we just throw them away To try to make it make sense to them. Just yeah. like, how can they go through so many clothes? It's like, well, uh-huh. I don't that, understand. Is that, is, that, is that considered re- recycling or, or downcycling when you turn uh, When you turn it into, into text, if it can be reused in a, a new sense or so... It's not turning it into the same product, but if you're turning it into something that then can be used for an economic process, that would be recycling. Okay. So they're turning it into new textiles. So cloth, thread, what have you, rags. Even if it's even if it's rags, to me that's recycling. Yeah, right. If it keeps you from buying new rags, it's I, recycling. Listen, if you want to use my dirty old underwear to clean your yeah. your dishes, I'm all for <laughs> it. Right. Oh, I I will. I'll like I'll use I'll use it to like clean the, the little edges like on the bathroom. Like I'll bleach the crap out of it, but I'll, <laughs> I, I will scrub it. Like maybe I'll wrap it around a toothbrush that I can't freaking recycle. You heard it here first. Send Amber your old <laughs> no. underwear and she will clean her kitchen. Well, oh, hey, you know what? Goodwill gets a lot of underwear and <laughs> if it's clean, dude, just wa- make sure you spin cycle that. But you know, I, mean, I feel like underwear are the one thing that I just don't donate, right? Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, I there's a little social obligation. It's also wouldn't be I the one thing out. that I buy I either I from yeah. Like I, I don't go to Goodwill to buy underwear. Yeah, so. cuz I mean, I don't I'm not done with underwear till it's like holy <laughs> as hell, like just busted out. And then I'm like, all right. Well, good. Good. Then you use done. it until the yeah. back. Now it's done. <laughs> but like a busted up old pair of jeans. I yeah. mean, you could you could effectively I, turn I, I goodwill those. Yeah. That, right? I goodwill and those. in the right market, that could be thrifty as fuck. Like yeah. <laughs> uh, or I mean, cut into short. I mean, there's definitely things you could do with blue jeans. When I was younger, I heard a, a, a story about how Japan was paying like hundreds of dollars for old Wranglers from like the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was trying to get into it for a minute. Like I was trying to like buy like old used Wranglers and then sell them, S- sell them on to eBay. like Japanese fashion people, Mongers. fashion minded people. Yeah. What a market. Yeah. And like, they were just like paying like top dollar. I don't know if they still do, but that was a, that was a thing for a while. Google That's that. all I thought of when you were talking about how we mm-hmm. export a bunch of clothes. I didn't realize that we actually export our used clothes. Yes, for, for so all those charity events or charity, like, drop-off locations, which... Um, They're not going to the homeless people No, when I send them to Goodwill? Not for for the most part, no, actually, because we're, there's too much of it. Oh, they, homeless people are set. Um, oh, oh, this brings attention to some You hear that, homeless things. people? Y'all are good. <laughs> uh, actually, some of the best things that you can donate are, uh, in those locations, seriously, belts, okay. shoes, and socks. So oh, man, socks are kind of a thing that you you feel like you shouldn't donate, but everybody has to wear socks. Or your feet will smell horrible. And and I'm sure like, those feet of people stink. Well, yeah, this, they also will get like and a belts. ringworm and disease. Yeah, all sorts of things. Yeah, you can get ring from you socks. From not yeah, from like damp socks oh, and well, putting them on, and you can get athlete's foot and all well, sorts okay. of stuff. Yeah, so obviously these are clean, but um, on the other thing that I want to say is that donating on a local scale. So when you put it in that big drop box or that that little lock, that little yeah, 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 you yeah. pull the thing, you got to shove it in there. I always um, feel like I'm doing good right when I do that. Are you about to tell me that I'm not? Are you about to be like actually? I'm, I'm saying that's probably getting shipped to India. Oh. 
is is what. That so Goodwill is. is selling my used clothes. Oh, they definitely have a hand in it. Uh, well, d- well, duh, they get money. They're yeah, they have one of the largest like oh, uh, yeah. income bases of, of that. Like I, I would do more. Like there's other things that you you could do if you want to make sure that those raggedy blue jeans are going to be worn by a homeless person like there's better outlets like to, to the, do that locally the mission what's a the rescue yeah. mission yeah the rescue mission here in macon is a, is a big thing i mean they they will try to sell that because they can do more work with right. but with the money that, or the proceeds that they make off of that of selling those thrifty blue jeans but in the end you know they do have a like a local scale like somebody is working very hard to donate to give clothes to homeless people here in mm-hmm. Macon. Um, I saw, uh, I got to get uh, something pr- truly amazing years back. It was in Atlanta. Um, and also choosing the times that you donate items. So donating winter clothes, like your winter coats, don't donate them in the middle of summer. Donate them when it starts to get cold outside because that's when people are going to need them. Um, and so I saw it, it was on Ponce de Leon Avenue, huge now, just built in up Atlanta? in Atlanta, but, yeah. um, I'm trying to like locate the, the thing. It, um, there was, somebody had taken just a, a Sharpie or a, like a marker and wrote on the side of a building, like need winter coats. And they had an arrow pointing down to a freaking cardboard box. That right there is to me the ultimate source uh, ultimate way of giving something to someone someone needed a winter coat that bad or just knew that people around i mean they and you would see you would put a winter coat in that cardboard box it would immediately be gone and so someone out there is using your winter coat and i want to know that like i I mean, that's kind of like the end of the day, right, guys? Like, if you are donating something, even if it is to Goodwill or in that little drop box, you You want somebody to be using it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You want to know that it's, you know, having a positive impact somewhere in the world. And if I can make sure that my winter coat is being worn by somebody who's freaking cold, I want to do that. So start looking a little bit more locally for things that you want to donate. Too. Absolutely. Hey, if I, I have to talk because you know we're talking about goodwill and you're mm-hmm. talking about locally, I, I I'd be remiss not to shout out to our local thrift operation downtown. Where? Yes. Yeah. So um and, so and the, you know, the store is in, called Where. It's called Where, and we're here in Macon, Georgia, but I'm I'm sure models like this exist throughout America. Um, so Where is a thrift uh, thrift store downtown, and that's where I donate all my like clothes that I don't they don't fit me well, or maybe I just don't wear them that often. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're resold for a profit, right? Mm-hmm. Those profits go straight to um, it's like it's like tied in with uh, an organization called DePaul USA, okay. And 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 that's based out of Chicago, but you know Daybreak Macon, which is our yeah. like, one of our most like one of our primary resources for homelessness mm-hmm. here in our community. So all the profits from that thrift store go to Daybreak. that organization, Daybreak, which is run by DePaul, which owns the thrift store, basically something like that. It's okay. a, it's all in tandem together. That's okay. And that's a local that's a local business that's that is correct. doing a huge impact for its local community. Run locally, sold to people the clothes are, you know, resold locally and uh keep everyone looking uh, looking cool and feeling good about, you know, how, how they're thrifting. So cuz cuz yeah. good, goodwill is a good donation. You know what? I got some clothes. I'm going to save them. I yeah. I 
I'm gonna make a little visit to to where. I th- where is it? Where yeah. is that? Where, where is where? It's, it's right there. Yeah, let's talk to the Macon Middle Georgia audience. So it's yeah. right there on First Street. Uh, if you're like not far from Just Tapped, okay, um, it's okay. like to the left of Just Tapped on on First Street. It's a beautiful upstairs, downstairs. Yeah, it's by men's clothes, um, men's. that that canvas paint place. Yeah, it's by five six seven and. Uh, okay, that's right by yeah, where yeah. I work. That little branch in the street. Okay, all mm-hmm. right. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, big, big shout out to where I'm sure. Okay, guys. Well, I, I'm sorry, but I gotta I gotta hit the button on this. Uh, You're done. So <laughs> uh, this is awesome. This has been a great episode, and I we have a lot more coming your way in a PS episode. I, guys, this has been Trash Talk with Amber and Tarver Peterson and Tyler Horn. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thanks, Amber.